There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a huge welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back again with you. And I'm, ex- I'm excited about today's show. We've... Uh, um, have now had 400 unique interviews, uh, which has been, you know, a wonderful pleasure to uh, to have been involved in over the last 10 years. And uh, therefore, I was uh, planning to have because we had a wonderful guest on the show a few weeks ago, Dr. Karen Wilson Starks, and I, I so enjoyed uh, the conversation. I said I want you to come back again, and then I realised it was the 400th show, and I thought actually. Uh, Dr. Karen would be a brilliant person if she was interested to to interview me and really share some of the observations and thoughts and feelings that I've had over over ten years of this uh, this show with you. And uh, therefore, today I'm absolutely delighted that I had the opportunity to invite Dr. Karen Wilson Starks back again, and for her to interview me. So she's going to take over. I'm going to give her give her control to kind of manage the process. We're also just starting to uh, record some of these. So you may at some point be able to access this on YouTube. And we'll let you know when those are up and available. Um, so um, some of you may, may get to see us as well today, which, is, which will be great. Now, um, last week, um, I had Roger Masterson on the show. And for those of you who actually may be able to watch a video, he very kindly did send me a little gift, um, which was some biscuits, which they um, say 400 on them. So that was... Um, uh, it was great. And Roger was just um, a brilliant guest, as he always is. He's the founder of Celtic Castles. Uh, there's nobody in the world who stayed in more castles than Roger. And uh, he's just an amazing guest. We talked about gratitude and growth last week. So do go and check that out in the archive. So um, let me just introduce Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and then she can uh, uh, do the honours. Um, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, the president and CEO of Trans Leadership Inc., She's host of the twice-weekly podcast, The Voice of Leadership, host of the TV show, Dr. Karen Speaks Leadership, author of Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And she's the 2021, congratulations, recipient of the RHR International Excellence in Consultation Award. And she's lots of other things as well, too. Um, I think I could probably fill the show up with all the accolades and her past experience. She was an active duty army officer and psychologist. Um, however, just, just brilliant to have you back again. I'm, I'm so excited about today and, and grateful as well. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm really delighted to be here again with you as well. And first of all, Chris, let me say congratulations on your 400th unique episode and also 10 years of broadcasting on the Business Elevation Show. So I get the pleasure of saying to you, Chris, welcome to the (laughs) Business Elevation Show, your very own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Really, Really appreciate it. So today we're going to talk a lot about what 
amazing guests you've had over the years, what you've learned in the process, and a little bit about what's coming down the pike in the future. And first, though, let's talk a little bit about why you even started the podcast. What was your motivation, your inspiration, and who are you trying to reach with the podcast? Yeah, quite key. Uh, well, the reason I started it, I started this obviously 10 years ago, 2011, September 2011. And I'd set myself the intention that I wanted to add value to over a million people beyond my client base. And the reason that came about, I'd, I'd, I'd been, reached the age of 40. I had um, kind of achieved the goals that I'd written out for myself at the age of 28. Uh, when I was 28, I just wrote this list of what I would like my life to be like at 40. I never thought I'd be that old, so I could just write any old, uh, any old dream down. And incredibly, I was, I was there with, with um, feeling, feeling very fortunate um, outside the home I dreamed of having with, with my wife, with my first child, with uh, my own business, and, uh, and everything had kind of come true. And I just felt very grateful. So I had to sit there and rewrite my intentions again. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to make a contribution to the world beyond my client base and just literally be able to reach out and help people. And this vehicle came about, I think we're, you know, one of the earlier podcasts in terms of uh, having been going so long and, uh, and it provided that vehicle to, to help really and connect with wonderful people. Um, so the, the aim was to help business people to develop their thinking, uh, to elevate themselves and, and elevate and improve their businesses around the world and it's in some ways it's kind of was my my way of being philanthropic really um giving my time and uh, connecting with people and and providing content that would be helpful yeah i really like that because your heart chris is always to give back to other people and to elevate them as you were saying and and of course your own life reflected it because at a very young age you had already achieved what you had written down. So I'd say to those listening out there, that's a tip right there. <laughs> Write your goals down and that will help you to actually achieve them. So that's really wonderful. So Chris, since that was your aim in beginning the show, what have you learned since about what's been the impact of your show? How has it affected listeners? What have you heard? Well, I, I, I hope, you know, from some of the messages that, you know, the show gives hope. I didn't come from a, a wealthy background. I came from, you know, a northern steel town in England. It was expected that I would go and be a, you know, work in the steelworks, as my father had done and his father before that. So I kind of broke the trend, really. But I hope um, what I, you know, I get a sense sometimes that the show really really helps people to um, think anything's possible. Uh, I, I get feedback from people. I remember one particular show with Dr. Mansour Malik, where 20 people wrote back from all over the world, from the Middle East, from India, from the United States, the UK, saying you know, how much the show had impacted them. And um, somebody even said it was the best interview of the year, which was really lovely for my, my own kind of uh, conf- confidence. Um, even this week, I got a, a lovely note about um, the third interview I did with Tom Campbell, the NASA physicist and author of My Big Toe, saying you know, how, how, how great it was and how helpful it was from uh, um, Elizabeth Binberg Hearn, who's an incredible author and leadership expert. So I, I get these, um, this feeling, these, this information coming through. And the other thing I do with the shows is I, I, I transcribe some of them. I share some of those with my own clients as well. So they're listening to them. They're learning from them. And it's helping them to 
elevate their thinking. And then sometimes I had a, I was about to speak at a conference a few years ago and one of my show guests came up to me before and said, look, I just want to let you know, Chris, I was on your show and got five great leads came from it. And, and I'm now working with three new clients as a result of your show. So, you know, the, I get that feedback from the clients too and from, from the guests that uh, they're also connecting out there with people and, uh, and, and getting value from it. That's great. So you're elevating not only the thinking, but also the impact and reach of your guest, because they can also get additional clients or more exposure as a result of being on your show, too. So it's a change of thinking and also of community, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my aim is to help everybody through the mechanism, really. We all, all kind of win. And I, I do benefit myself in, in many ways, too. So, you know, it's lovely where we can all benefit from this, uh, this process. Well, and since you're speaking of benefit to you, let's talk about that a little bit too. How <laughs> have you been elevated in the process of actually doing the show? What have been some of the benefits, even some of the surprises, things that you hadn't thought about before, the opportunities that have come to you, things you didn't anticipate, you know, in advance before you started the show, but certainly have been a part of your experience. Yeah. I think it's been a, a been Cracky, a few a few things. As I had the got the opportunity to um, be involved heavily involved with a, um, a wonderful elevation project called Everard's Meadows with a client who um, got the been, they've been going since eighteen forty nine as a business and they had the biggest elevation project they called it and this was transforming a ninety acre piece of land into a new offices a crap brewery, but also giving over 70 acres for the local population to enjoy. And, and in that project, we created a wonderful cycling center. Uh, the crates created um, a, um, a lovely cafe, um, a wonderful cycling company. Uh, and, and this whole process is about, about regeneration as well. So I got um, to play a very, uh, a role at, uh, in helping to facilitate and lead this major venture. So that was a surprise. Um, also, my book was published within, I found a great publisher within about three weeks, which is a real shock. I thought that was going to be very difficult. Uh, I competed in one of the toughest endurance races in Scotland, and I'm not a somebody who's super, super fit, but through a guest, I ended up doing a one-day endurance event in the mountains of Scotland, cycling, canoeing, and swimming, and for charity, and, and, um, uh, and rowing for, for charity. Um, and I also got to go to Turkey to um, to visit the birthplace of Rumi and, invi- um, and interview spiritual leaders and the head of the whirling dervishes and sit with Turkish members of parliament. And so, you know, it was a real left field opportunity that came from the show. Quite a few things, really. That, that's quite a list, actually, Chris. And I've learned a lot. <laughs> You've learned a lot from it. One of the things I've, I hear in that is a theme, even though your show is called Business Elevation, you're really about elevating people, period, and elevating the world at a, in a broadest sense. Like, I love uh, the story you were telling about the company that actually built out a, a bigger place. However, they left space for just everyday people to also enjoy the land. And even some of the work you were doing as far as your athleticism <laughs> that you were building was for charity. So talk a little bit about that theme because I think that's really a lot about who you are, Chris. Well, th- thank you. I-, I think 
we all have this opportunity to contribute to a, a better world. Uh, and I think, you know, it's, it's lovely, I think, projects which, which leave the world in a better place. You know, this was a, this particular example of 90 acres of land was, was land that um, there was some, you know, horses living on it. And um, in a, in a, next to a 12 million visitor per annum shopping complex, and there was all this 90 acres of space that people couldn't access. And this company wanted to, um, you know, build something that would benefit the whole community. And uh, this incredible project, which is still developing. We were there just yesterday with the family, and it was lovely, lovely seeing people cycling and enjoying it and feeling a part of it. And, and uh, even a, a road in, through it is called Cooper Way, which, uh, was, uh, which is lovely. Um, so I feel a real part of this sort of process and just great seeing so many people have been locked and locked down really with COVID, being able to enjoy that wonderful space and seeing it, you know, seeing the diversity of it improving. They just spent a quarter of a million pounds putting, um, you know, improving, putting new trees in and planting and sorting out flooding and just um, amazing. And again, for me, the, the event, um, it gave, uh, you know, wanted to help. We, we provided through, that event, 150 children gained a meal for a year through Mary's Meals, um, for, for, you know, who would have been not going to school because they'd have been collecting plastic and things like that to uh, off rubbish oil heaps and things to make some kind of income. So those children will stay in school and then a similar amount of money was donated to Mercy Corps. Um, so, yeah, I, I do get a good feeling through contributing and I do also love it when people who are listening to the show, listening to it from, for free and, you know, different parts of the world come back to me and say, that's really helping. It's, uh, it's inspiring. So it's good to leave a, it's, it's how, in this world, you can't take it all with you. It's how you leave people feeling, isn't it? Really? Absolutely. And you're leaving a legacy that's just beyond yourself and even beyond your immediate family. You're elevating the world around you. And here's something I do know, Chris, those who elevate others will themselves be elevated too. So that's a really good thing. <laughs> well, I don't, really I know you have your own sort of podcasts and, and your, your, your TV show and things like that, as well, like, that like I do too. And, and, and it, you do... You know, when you give, you always gain, not always in the ways that you might expect, um, but you gain. One of my, it was a new business sort of potential client who I was speaking to a few years ago said, you know, I I think out of all of the consultants and all of the the advisors that I've met, I've never met anybody who's so well researched as you are. Um, So, you know, when you're doing what, as you are doing, you're, um, you're learning from other people, aren't you? And you're, it's a symphony of ideas that comes through from all of those, you know, every, every one of those 400 or so people I've interviewed have left a little mark on me and, and they will do with you too. So this, this vehicle we can now get to and through the world, it's not just the broadcasters who get to do it. We all can do this through the technology or most pe- many people uh, and we all gain, don't we? Our intelligence and consciousness grows. Absolutely. And it's certainly a, a great uh, medium for those of us who are continuous learners. So let's, yeah. let's dive into that a little bit, Chris, because you've had a variety of guests over the years. And some of your guests have been people who have faced a lot of hardship. Maybe they came from backgrounds of disadvantage or disability or some other challenge. Tell us about some of those guests and the messages that they share. Oh, yeah. Um been some very 
very powerful ones, I think. I, I've been very moved by people. I remember and Barry Shaw and Barry had a very successful life as a business person. Uh, he's a, a lovely, a lovely Jewish fellow for, who lives in kind of the Hollywood, Hollywood area. I've been a diamond dealer. He had a, a successful life. And then suddenly uh, he didn't feel well. And within about 10 minutes, he was paralyzed and he got a very rare condition. And he was literally for several years turned, just turned over because he, he had lost the ability to, to move. And, he, and he's gone on. It, what, during that time, he never complained. And he decided that uh, he needed to be joyful. And now he's an ambassador for joy. And, and he's um, taught himself he, uh, um, with his own, having had some, uh, some help, he started to swim, started to move in a pool. He now swims 2,000 meters a day. Uh, um, he still needs help. But he's, um, he's adding value to millions of people as the ambassador for joy. That's written, he's friends with Oprah Winfrey and things like that. She loves his work and he's just reinvented himself. So he was um, a lovely, a lovely example. Um, uh, uh, Richard McCann, you know, he's somebody who inspired me in the UK. His mum, very sadly, was the first person to be murdered by um, the Yorkshire Ripper, who was um, a famous serial killer over here. And he's now, a, you know, a great speaker and uh, he's teaching people around the world that they can do it. Um, so, you know, he's a, he's an inspiration, um, and uh, I'm I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of gosh, just just there's just so many people. I think this is one of the key key messages. You know, things come along, don't they? Life can suddenly change, um, or like um, there's a, a lady Jane a mystery who I, I do some coaching with who lost her eyesight at 17, and uh, you know is now. Fit, first blind fitness trainer and nutrition expert. Um, she's had to reinvent herself. Um, but she said to me, what, what really inspired me was when I first met her was that uh, I said, and I said, what, how did you deal with the blindness? And she said, well, she said, um, after 30 minutes, I decided I was never going to let it hold me back again. Um, and with her ailment, she, it, it, it injured, it, she lost 60% of her skin initially, uh, including on her lungs, which, uh, part of a lung had to be removed. And she said, you know, the eyesight was nothing compared to the lung injury. Um, but those people just show you, don't they, that you can, you can, you can rise up, you can learn because we often learn on those dips, you know, when life is tough, I've not experienced anything as tough as that, but I've not experienced loss in my life. Um, but we learn a lot on those dips and then we can utilize what we've learned to help others who are maybe going through similar sort of challenges or in, like Barry inspire the world. Well, absolutely. In fact, what I'm really hearing in all of those stories, Chris, is this, that our circumstances really don't define our possibilities. Even with those really difficult challenges, being blind and losing a lung or, you know, having a parent be, you know, murdered, you know, let's say by a serial killer or, you know, even the one who was paralyzed, Barry being paralyzed, they found a way to contribute and to give to other people Nevertheless, yeah, yeah. I had a lovely lady, Dr. Draven James, on the show recently, and she started her life. They uh, were homeless in Chicago, and she said, I, "I walked a lot before I went to school." And she walked uh, overnight. And I've been to Chicago, and I, I loved it. But I, the, the rougher parts of it that I saw, I really wouldn't want to spend a night. And uh, she did that. She's now got a PhD. She's written books. She's uh, 
running five five hospital pharmacies at the same time as well. Um, you know, very inspiring that people from those challenges turn their lives around. And uh, yeah, there's a certain I would call it mental toughness that actually emerges from having to go through those kinds of fires, and you come out of that and you're able to help the next person go through their fire because yeah. you've been there and you know what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Chris, that's one extreme. You know, the people who've had all these hardships and all of these challenges and so on. I also know that you have interviewed some of the greatest luminaries, leaders out there in the world. So, tell us a little bit about what you've learned from those big names that we all know, maybe the household names, and particularly about what it takes to be successful in life and business. There are probably some common themes. So what have you heard? Yeah, I, I think let's think who's who. I, I mean, one of the people I loved engaging with was Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI and, uh, and the godfather of networking. Uh, he, he was, what I loved about him was the amount of time those occasionally I get, when I do this show, I always insist on uh, a pre-conversation to get to know somebody, develop rapport and plan. And uh, he was very generous with that, as I know he's a busy a busy man. And he was interested in me too. And he, he, he took a lot of time and gave me some some help. And But um, what I took, one of the things I took from him was he, we talked about success and success in life. And he was telling me about some research they'd done where they'd taken some very successful people and uh, also identified some people who they felt were less so. And there was 80 people in this particular bit of research and they tried to identify what was the difference between the two lots of people. And they said they all understood the, the success principles. They all understood what to do, but the conclusion they drew from it was that um, the most successful people um, were good at doing the things that the less successful people didn't like doing. So they would pick up the telephone and they would call. They would uh, they, they would go the extra mile with people. They would put in the extra hours. They would. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting, and that partly linked in nicely with my book, "The Power to Get Things Done." Whether you feel like it or not, and Ivan very kindly wrote the introduction to that as well, um, because that was about you know getting 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 things done. So it linked in beautifully. Uh, Jack Canfield, um, I remember. I'll never forget, I always remember saying to Jack that I was slightly nervous about interviewing him. And he said to me, he said, gee, Chris, I said, don't worry about that. I feel the same way sometimes. And I said, when? He said, um, when I'm talking to Obama. Uh, so I, I, I realized that we all feel um, some fear. Um, one of the things I think with Jack, his story is very impressive with um, Chicken Soup for the Soul, 500 million copies now sold. Uh, with Mark Fixer Hansen, and they, they got rejected about 140 times. And uh, it, you know, it was resilience. They kept on going and going and going, and then eventually they had to pay a publisher or promise to cover the, um, the shortfall in any books sold, and uh, then it went on to be the most successful personal development series in history. But that, that resilience to keep on, on going was um, pretty amazing. The final one I'll just mention, Dr. Uh, Marshall Thurber, um, he's a, a lawyer. His son's a very famous uh, movie uh, producer. Uh, he's, um, he was Tony Robbins' coach, I think, Marshall Thurber. Um, but he talked to me. I asked, he talked to me at the end of a show and just asked me lots and lots of questions. And I felt very special that he would do that. And when I asked him 
what his big, the biggest ingredient when it came to being successful in his life was. He said, Chris, be more interested than trying to be interesting. Mm, that's a really good one. Be more interested rather than trying to be more interesting. So it really brings up the whole piece of curiosity and really being uh, interested in other people, not just being so self-focused perhaps at the same time, having an open mind, willing to learn and take in new information and new experiences is part of what I hear in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be... Uh... Be, be, be open to that. And I think, I think it, <clears throat> it could be interesting enough for people to want to talk to you, I suppose. So you, but, but actually, it is, isn't it, when you ask people questions. Um, that's yeah, because, yeah, people like to talk about themselves. So yeah. if you show curiosity towards them, that makes you interesting in a sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's kind of a little bit how it goes. You know, I also heard some other themes in what you were saying, Chris, I think are important to really just bring out. There's that notion of uh, really doing the work. In other words, you have the goal, and you talked a little bit about that, have a vision for something that you want to do, and you might run into setbacks like Jack Canfield did, did with multiple rejections. You don't let that stop you from pursuing the vision. There will be another doorway, another opening, and you every day make the calls, talk to the people you need to talk to, do the work anyway, until it finally comes to pass. Yeah, yes, and, and, and Jack always talk, talks about E plus R equals O, which is there's an event, and then your reaction to it determines the outcome. So in that event, rejection, 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 you know, keep going, and the reaction to it wasn't to give in, it was to keep on going. And I think you can use that model in all, all different elements of your life. In every situation you find yourself, as an event happens, uh, and your reaction, how you behave in that moment will determine the outcome. And, and uh, your outcome and success in life will be consolidation of all those E plus R equals o, O's in your life, really. Absolutely. There's no question about that. And really, part of that equation is our response to things. And we certainly have control over how we respond. We may not have control over the circumstances and what happens. However, we make choices about how we show up when circumstances do occur. So absolutely. So, Chris, I know that shortly we're going to be taking a commercial break here shortly. And when we come back from this commercial break, I want us to dive a little bit deeper into hearing from some people from your show who maybe are not here with us anymore in the land of the living. And we want their voices to continue to go forward because they had powerful messages. So that's what we're going to talk talk about on the backside of the break. And so to you out there in the audience, please go out, get yourself some tea, take a little refresher break, and be sure to come back and join us as Chris shares a little bit more about the amazing lessons that he's learned from his guest over the years. Thank you. Beautiful. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching 
facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Well, welcome back, everyone. And I am interviewing Chris Cooper on his own show, The Business Elevation Show. And as I promised... We're next going to be talking about lessons, Chris, that you learned from people who may have had terminal illnesses, people who are now deceased for other reasons, maybe some tragedies or whatever that may have occurred. So what significant insights did you learn from those people? And we want to keep those alive. Yes, I think it, you know, it is sad, isn't it? When you, you do something like this for a period of time, um, you know, things do happen to people. And, you know, there's some special people that I've had the privilege to interview that aren't here now. Um, the ones that really stick in my mind, uh, front of mind, uh, Stephen Sutton. Uh, Stephen was a 19-year-old with teenage cancer. Uh, he was uh, a wonderful man. He was hoping to be a doctor. And I think he'd have made a, a wonderful, wonderful doctor. Uh, Stephen raised um, after his death. He died only three weeks after I interviewed him. And he raised six million pounds for teenage cancer. He stood on some of the biggest stages in the UK uh, and, uh, and became national headlines and was given a, you know, a big a posthumous um, award uh, from the Queen for um, his contribution. But I knew Stephen and got to know Stephen quite well. He used to come along to my speaking association that I was president of at the time. Uh, and I'll never forget Stephen saying to me when during my interview, he said, he said, Chris, he said, cancer sucks and it's given me so little time, but I've got, it's given me so much motivation and I look around and I see so many people with so much time, but so little motivation. Please, Chris, when I'm gone, just remind everybody to make every second count. Mm, that is so powerful. And, you know, the, the, he was one day be below his 20th birthday when he passed and he made such a contribution. 
in that period of time, which I thought was just, he was, he was astonishing for somebody that age. So and he, he shows what can really, what you can really do actually in a short period of time too, if you've, uh, if you've got that level of motivation. So he very much inspired me. And there was a lovely lady called Ailey Milnes and Ailey, Ailey was a confidence coach. And I think the thing with Ailey, I knew Ailey again from the, the professional speaking association. She was a, a joint national president at one point, but it was just her energy and her bubbliness and her enthusiasm and her, her love. When you met her, she'd you know, help you if you needed any help and support, but she just left this energy behind. You know, she was this uh, positive whirlwind. So I think for her, it was about actually for me, you know, when you go, it's how you leave people feeling and how they think of you. And she, she left me, you know, feeling sad, but also still energized when I think about her. Um, and the same um, with, um, um, I'm trying to think of Joy Marsden. So Joy was only um, relatively young as well. She died in, of cancer. This is a theme here. Um, it was a real surprise. Um, and uh, interviewed her on the show about stepping up. And I went to her funeral, uh, well, a, a celebration of a funeral. She was part of a kind of religious church community and hundreds of people there. And, and the way they talked about her from the stage you know, she just impacted so many lives and hadn't seen that side to her. But now it made sense when I realized, you know, what she was, uh, she was contributing in other areas of her life too, in her, in her, with her, her religious um, Christian kind of group too. But she'd, she'd, she'd impacted a lot of hearts, you know, that, that was, um, was very special. And the final one I'll mention, Jonathan Fahl. Uh, Jonathan was uh, owned some company called Rockstar. He had investments when I last spoke to him. I met him in the Shard in London. We shared a, a glass of wine. Uh, he was only like about 38, something like that. He owned a share of 43 companies, very successful. Uh, and I think what I learned from him really was the importance of developing your business such that you, you um, have streams of revenue into the long term and that you, um, you know, don't just have a lifestyle business. Something might happen to you. Um, so keep the revenue flowing in. But uh, sadly, he fell off a cruise ship. Wow, he fell off a cruise ship. So, you know, I think I'm hearing some themes in here, Chris, about all of these, which is that our time is limited, however long it is. We're not yeah. here for that long. Yes. And we probably should live each day to the fullest, as if perhaps it might be our last, because we don't know if it'll be our last or not. And when we do that, just like the 19-year-old, there's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of motivation to make the contribution. And even in his short life, you know, dying just before he was 20, he had already raised the, the six million pounds. So we can still have an impact. We can still be significant and successful if we get focused on Today is the day we have. Yesterday's yeah. gone, and we don't know if tomorrow's promised or not. Yeah, I almost I felt with with Joy was very interesting because Joy and I had a a little bit of a falling out. I, I took over as a regional um, president of the Professional Speaking Association in Birmingham, and she, um, I found her it was a team of seven who were working for me volu voluntarily, as I was volu voluntary. And when the first week, she was giving me a hard time. She wanted to be the next um, person to take over from me. And for the first two or three weeks, she gave me a very hard time as I was, um, you know, keeping my options open to a certain extent and wanting to make sure she was ready for it and what have you. She did take over from me, 
um, I think. Um, but I, it, it, it's partly impacted our relationship, actually. But now I look back on it, she, within about two years, she was national president, which was two or three years. Um, and I look at her and I look at now, if I'd have known that she, the amount of time she actually had left, um, then I almost wonder whether there was a divine intervention. She needed to do a lot of stuff pretty quick. That's a good point. And she was seizing the day. So she didn't, I don't think she knew. She didn't know she had cancer at that point, but something inside her was telling her to get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. And you were part of her journey. Yeah. And think about that. We had to think about that. We're part of other people's journeys too, where we're resourcing them and where we're lifting them up and, and helping them have another opportunity. And maybe there's a good reason for it. Yeah, we don't know. We, we don't know, do we? We don't really know no. what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for sharing those really impactful life stories and the lessons that you learned from those people, Chris. That was really very profound. Now, Chris, I know you've also talked to people who are at the different extremes of age, people who might be very young and people who might be very more in the senior years, let's say. And some people are thinking, oh, I'm too old to start a business now, or I'm too young to have an impact, and so on and so forth. And I'm even thinking about in the United States, you know, Colonel Sanders, he started Kentucky Fried Chicken when he was 65 years old in 1952. And so he didn't let that stop him. And his business is still going on even to this day. So what have you seen and learned and heard about success at the age extremes of life from people on your show? Well, I, I think what I, I would say is never underestimate young people. Uh, and, you know, as, as older people, we can kind of guide them. However, don't let them, you know, don't, don't spoil their dreams because it's amazing. Isn't it? You have to look at the Facebooks and the Googles and things like that, see how quickly some people can uh, make an impact. Um, I I also remember. I think it was the the um, guy who used to run British Airways said that his biggest mistake in life was not to uh, was to underestimate a young man in a woolly jumper. He was talking about Richard Branson, who wore a woolly yeah. jumper. You know. Um, so I I think I I would say with young people, uh, it's it's interesting the millennials today and how they maybe behave. Not the millennials. I've got the current generation to call now. So what's the current generation? Why generation is it? Generation That's one of the t- terms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, I think there is, some, you know, let give give them the opportunity. I think because I've had some very young people on the show who um, have achieved amazing things very fast. Um, Jonathan Farr was one of those. He was say he was only about thirty eight, and he was very. The last time I spoke to him, he was about to become a billionaire. I think, and he, he um, really really had made progress. The thing I would say is that you're never too old. You mentioned there Colonel Sanders. You, you, you know, I've met people who've, who've created businesses who at a, an older age and, and been very successful with them. Uh, also, I think sporting people are quite interesting. My friend Jane Hansom became, was overweight, um, drank, alcohol, drank too much. Um, she would admit that. She said that on the show at the age of 40. And then one of her clients, she was in marketing, said to her, Look, it's only PlayStation, I think it was. I'd like, we've got some spaces for the London Marathon. Come and do one. She said, no, I don't want to do that. You know, you, know, you need to come and do. We've got spaces. We really want you to come and join us. <clears throat> so she said, I went and did the marathon, and she did surprisingly well. So she started um, training for the next one, and then she got more keen on the training. By the time she was 50, um, she became the World Ironman and Triathlon Champion in Kona in Hawaii. 
You never it, know what you can do, right? <laughs> yeah, it turned her into a business which supports uh, triathletes around the world. And she now lives in Nevis on the Caribbean island. She's moved to Nevis. Um, and a number of examples, Carlin Pipes, another who started really focusing on swimming at 30 and has 230 world records now. She's now in her, her 50s. So I think uh, it's a sporting achievement, but there's also that um, developing a, a business, you know. You yeah, and that. it's good that you mentioned sporting for an older age because a lot of times we think that we have to be young to even start that. And some people don't start until later and they still make a significant difference and impact. You know, Chris, what I think is really significant too is maybe the marriage between the young and the old and the the elders and the younger ones learning from each other. Yeah. Because, you know, we've got different perspectives. And as you said, the, the young people have enthusiasm and they're learning quickly and they're learning new things. And of course, those of us in the older generation, we have wisdom and we have experience. And what happens when that gets married together when you're not trying to, let's say, um, squash or stop the young person you know you're actually trying to facilitate their their, their further progression that's yeah. quite powerful yeah I think it is I think I think if I think of uh, you know, one of the takeouts really big takeouts from the show has been this um, idea of intelligence versus wisdom so I think we've you know if we look as, as a human species where you know, there's, there's, there's nothing that's more intelligent than us on this planet or has existed on it as far as we're, however, our intelligence has got us precisely where we are right now. You know, we're about climate change, pandemic. Uh, we're using utilizing our resources. We still have, um, you know, ridiculous situation where um, we, um, we 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 have racism and we don't all see each other as, as, as equal. Um, you know, we, we're in, in a situation actually where we have, we've got intelligence, but we need more wisdom. And I think that's at that turning point, that inflection right now where we need more wisdom. And some of that wisdom sits very firmly in those people who've been and made the mistakes. Uh, yeah. There might be some wisdom that younger people can bring from, from you know, the playfulness and seeing things in a different, a different way to the older generation. You know, we, we need to clear up the mess and we need to do that with, um, with more wisdom. Yeah, and doing it together. You know, bringing the best of uh, the young people as well as those of us who are the seniors. When I think about wisdom, it's kind of like the the intelligence or the knowledge applied in a very practical and helpful way. And we do need more of that wherever it comes from, you know, in a sense, Chris. So, yeah, thank you for saying that. So, Chris, earlier you talked about the, the some of your guests being people who actually have reinvented themselves along the way. And we know in this world, we really do require a lot of agility. We require a lot of flexibility. Who stands out in your mind, particularly, maybe beyond some of the ones you've already mentioned, someone who's really reinvented themselves in a special way? Well, I think, um, I'm now um, checking the recent, going through through 400 shows at the moment. It's sort of Formulating <laughs> through, um, I, I think. I think there's a lot of people who have. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's one actually. One guy just coming to me, and it's a uh, right now. Um, it's a guy called Tom Eddington. I think was his name, Tom Eddington. And Tom had had a very, and I could mirror this a little bit with myself. He had a very, very successful career. He'd been involved in 
emerging big, big, big corporate businesses. He's worked as a consultant, spent time in, he's American, he spent time in the, the UK and, and all over the world, really, doing this, this really high-paid, um, highly involved strategic work. I think he realized that um, his, his life balance wasn't good and he got, he suffered with, um, you know, the pressure and the kind of stress of it all and realized that he needed to do something about it. And he actually also got very sick and he spent a couple of years with an, an ailment, two or three years in actually in bed with this um, almost, almost bed bound. And his wife was looking after him um, and she, he explained how she then while looking after him got cancer and died Oh really? uh, and uh, and today he you know he helps people he helps organisations through through coaching and uh, helps people kind of develop and grow and improve and so he came out the other end as a you know as, as a as a coach really but a very wise one and I think he you know, although the work was related you know he inspired me and I think a lot of us you know we go maybe from corporate organisations I knew you in the military uh, and we we utilise that experience and then we go and do something different. So you know, my own, my, my own story, I, I, I worked for big corporates and big brands and got to senior roles and realized, crikey, this was what I dreamed of. And it's actually not <laughs> that nice, you know, in terms of uh, life balance and the politics. And, uh, and I set up a consultancy, a procurement consultancy, which was successful with partners. But I realized my passion was people. So I reinvented myself. It took, it took, it took a lot longer. I could have stayed in procurement. But, uh, you know, over 15 years, I've reinvented myself. Um, and I think, yeah, I think there's a message that a lot of people are doing that. And today, maybe people, some of you who uh, maybe found yourself, you know, without a job due to, co- due to the COVID situation, uh, you might be, or, or maybe are suffering with, um, you know, the stresses and strains of life. And I would just encourage you to realize that in these times that you can make um, a positive change uh, to get on and do it, go and jump, um, you know, into something that you don't know uh, and embrace it uh, and um, reinvent. In fact, a lovely person the other day, uh, Elaine Carter, um, sorry, Janet Carter, she used to work for an organization. She's now doing amazing community project work in Cumbria in the UK. Um, she inspired me a couple of weeks ago uh, with um, with what, uh, you know, her transformation and seeing how how she's helping those communities now through COVID with, and it's moved into council buildings with a team and they're talking to people who are suffering at the moment, who are isolated uh, and um, has reinvented herself from her own, own career. So it's quite a common thing actually, reinventing. And what I would say is um, there's a lot of track record for my interviews to suggest that um, people, people are successful and often more happy when they come out the other side. Well, I think one of the themes in what you're saying, Chris, is this, that no matter what we've experienced in the past and what we've learned from our previous posts, we take that experience and we take those lessons with us to wherever we're going next and to the reinvention. And in fact, that's really often the foundation and the building blocks. So none of that is wasted, which is a great thing. And isn't it funny how all this different experience you might have in your life, it could be you know, sports you've enjoyed, it could be hobbies you've enjoyed, it could be work that you've done that you can get to a place where if you're prepared to be adventurous and maybe step outside of what you were doing before, some of it suddenly comes together and it it starts to make sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Then you understand why you did some stuff in the past that you didn't know was really the preparation for something that's coming up now. Absolutely. 
And just share so one just, thing, one little oh, model, I mean, you're probably familiar with this, is um, a little model I've found very helpful, which you might be familiar with, is Ikigai. And uh, are you familiar with Ikigai, the Japanese? No. Okay, so Ikigai, what it is, is that you, you, you identify work that you love, um, work that you're good at, um, work that the world needs, and work that you can get paid for. And if you do those four things, uh, you um, you have the benefit in the middle. You find ikigai, which is this wonderful place of, of fulfillment where you're contributing. But you need those four f- components in place. Absolutely, for true success. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Chris, very quickly, tell us, give us a little preview of what's next for you. What's next for you in your business, you personally, next for the Business Elevation Show? Yeah, so for me uh, and, and the and the. Uh, my work, um, I work with leaders and help them elevate them, their businesses through developing themselves, their teams and building engaged workplaces. So that continues. We do a lot of work in insurance and financial services and education. And with regards to the show, I think one of the big things for me and a big theme is um, I realize the value of bringing together amazing guests who've been on the show. And because, um, and, and, uh, People who are already probably in that place of guy, however, want to have common souls who they can connect with and, uh, and, and help them. Because, you know, it's a bit lonely out there making, making a difference. Because I, want, I wanted to help, help play my role in, in making the, helping the world improve. And by bringing people who are already operating at a level whereby they're, they're already change makers together, um, provide, provides a place which can be a real hotbed for um, making a very positive ripple. And then I'd like to inspire as well, you know, others to do that and, and create that, that model to allow others to use that technology to ultimately um, help, um, you know, help communities out of poverty, uh, help, um, help people, help, help um, people who maybe wouldn't have access to these kind of support to, to ensure that, hardship rather than spiraling them down into a pit of despair you know it can elevate them up up a ladder you know to, to be able to help themselves and others so that this idea of the elevation collective is important to me um personally just want to keep um enjoying my children as they grow up and helping helping support them and my wife and my family obviously um and um and and, and inspiring them to be able to make a contribution and and to not be just focused on material wealth, but also on contributing to the world, really. And keeping, keeping fit and healthy, having a long life. So it really sounds as though the synergy of bringing people together is sort of like the next phase and the next step in all parts of your life, because you've got these individual lights, but when they all come together, there's a greater light that's possible. It's like one plus one, it's way more than three, in, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, we're all, it's all, we're all at a time where, uh, certainly me, I'm, I'm early 50s, where now is the time to, to, to really bring all of that together now and then allow it to go, you know, to, to, to make that impact such that I look back when I'm older, when I'm 80 or 90, having my cup of tea uh, and with, my, with a, a biscuit and I'm able to look back at life and enjoy it all over again. That's wonderful. So, Chris, what final message do you want to share with your audience today? I think I hope what I what comes out of out of this maybe is a bit of a theme. We have to explore. So actually, in this world today, we need more more love and less fear. And I think as a as a final sort of message is to think actually how do we <clears throat> how do we through our work through our, our businesses 
Um, how do we um, bring more love and, uh, and try and reduce the level of fear which constricts? And I think we have to be mindful too of the organisations we join, the politicians we listen to, those people who will stir us up and, uh, and create that level, a level of fear where we, f- we feel we'll fall under their spell. Um, so we need to protect our own subconscious mind such that we, in our own right, can be highly productive and play our role in, in helping this world move forward and elevating. Yeah, when you have love, it's much more powerful than fear, and it keeps us moving forward together. So thank you so much, Chris. It's been a delight to join you for this conversation today and celebrating your 400th unique episode and your 10th year broadcasting the Business Elevation Show. And I want to thank you for being a world changer and for knowing that the elevation starts with you. Thanks also, Chris, for sharing your wisdom and also the insights and wisdom of your many phenomenal guests. And I personally wish you much continued success and ever-expanding opportunities. Okay. Well, thank you so much and for doing such a wonderful job today, uh, asking the questions and taking control of this. And you, know, you, you, are, you are an inspiration and uh, it's been an honor to have you uh, and, and with much gratitude, uh, facilitating this and doing it so very well, which I knew you would do. Uh, and looking so fantastic as well. If anyone watched on video, uh, you, have a, you have a wonderful, uh, unique way that you express your personality, which uh, is, is, is fantastic. So, yeah, thank you for being you, really. And thank hope- you so much, Chris, for giving me the opportunity to be me with you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So I should just also mention my guest next week. We have... Judy Robinette on the show. Um, she is one of the most inspiring people I know. She is um, going to talk about wisdom, which is perfect. And she's also the most connected person I've ever met. I think the year I've, I've uh, last time I interviewed her, she'd had dinner at the White House, Buckingham Palace, and the Palace of Serbia, I think. Um, she has amazing clients. She's an angel investor. She's a, an expert networker around the globe as well. And she's going to talk about wisdom, um, and, and which will be, will be fantastic. So, um, yeah, once again, big thank you to Karen, Karen Wilson um, Starks for the brilliant interview today. And uh, I wish you all well. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got any questions, comments, thoughts, reflections, uh, do drop them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. And you can get uh, in touch with Karen at what, Karen? What's your email? You contact me at www.transleadership.com. Fantastic. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 